a lot of days, I've been working to run up a band. Did it and did it again. Spent a lot of days trying to fit in, I cannot pretend. Till I find out who I am. Been a lot of days, I've been hoping to make it the farther way. These selfish shit, we go the harder way. Taking my shot like I'm hard away. Been a lot of days, I've been working to run up a band. Did it and did it again. Spent a lot of days trying to fit in, I cannot pretend. Till I find out who I am. Been a lot of days, I've been hoping to make it the farther way. These selfish shit, we go the harder way. Taking my shot like I'm hard away. Been a lot of days, they been sleeping on me like a rumor on war in the midst of tranquility. Easy to see to the enemy, I'd rather be underdog, that's my energy. Bloodline came with the strictness, can a nigga get a witness? Sneaking out my mama window, just a small end of yo. Well, all of my friends and shit was played out, had to break out, called it low main, had to take out. Like a hipster chick, I knew I'd make out. Fill up the seats like a local steakhouse. All my old shorties will say I'm fake now. Say you singing what you think you drink now. Singing the shit, but they wanna date now. Not on my dick, but they wanna lay down. Welcome to Digging in the Dome. Uh, this is very exciting for us, for Kevin and I. Um, we um, have the honor, really, we are blessed to be the able to privilege. talk. The privilege, the honor and the privilege, frankly, uh, to, to really reconnect with an old friend. This is uh, Digging in the Dome, uh, you know, uh, somewhat of a, an alumni. We are, we are digging into the crates of our past and catching up with an old friend. And to be clear, when I say old Baldy locks we're, over there, and I the we're old. <laughs> this guy is young, uh, extraordinarily talented artist, and is just getting started on his trajectory to superstardom. He has a myriad of singles across all streaming platforms, including Flavors, which eclipsed over 20,000 streams on Spotify way back in September, which I'm sure has got many more now. His album, Cashland, is available for streaming and download. Please welcome the man we know as Alavette. But if you're looking for him anywhere that matters, his name is Close Cash. Cash. <laughs> What is going on, Alibet? Yo, what's going on, guys? What's up, sir? Yo, glad to be back. Glad to see y'all, man. Like, yeah, man. Not even back. This is the first time. What am I even talking about? But just like, not me, not, 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 this is not just, me back like back. Yeah, yeah man. Back, back. back to the, the old Desiderata days, man. Feeling that old, those old vibes again. It feels really good to see you, man. And, and to see just what you're doing out there. You know, I read the article um, in Philadelphia Weekly. Um, you know, I was just blown away because, you know, we are, I mean, I'll just start right off. I mean, we go back to uh, when you were featured on um, the Desiderata album on the yeah, collections yeah. track. I mean, you were 17, I think, at the time. I mean, you were still in high school. And Jesus. Yeah. I was, I'm pretty sure I was, yeah, I was, yeah, 17. Like 16 or 17. Just, just- yeah, and, right. you know, you're just starting out. We feature you on a track. You know, you're in the studio. It's like first time with like real producers, you know, platinum records on the wall. You know, we're in South Philly. Max is producing our album. Um, you know, you're seeing all this. And then we bring you on stage at Milk Boy. You're opening for us. It's your your first, basically like your first gig. And you're still in high school. And you're like, you're performing at, at Milk Boy in, in the city. Like, how did that like experience at like such a young age coming up and like trying to get started? How did that like, how'd that impact you in, in like your, you know, your, your vision and, and getting, and getting going, getting started in, in a career in music? Man, it was just that, like, you know, that feeling of like confirmation of like, You've been kind of just like practicing something, not your bedroom. 
for like years, but then you masturbation. Oh, yeah. sorry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> But like, yeah. <laughs> it's just like you know you finally get to jerk it in front of a big crowd and then it's like yes <laughs> yes it's just like you just know like man i was meant to jerk it for the rest of my life like and, yes. so that's why it's like <laughs> so it's and like here we man, are here we veterans are jerking veterans yes. like and it's like the whole process is kind of crazy because i didn't think i didn't think i was gonna i had so many people doubting it that was so close to me like, you know what I mean? Like that was like relatives and stuff and mm-hmm. some friends, you know, peers who were do- doing music. But since I guess they didn't really believe in themselves or trying to project that like onto me, but it's like, right. y- like the opportunities, like, like to start out with y'all just kind of like open my eyes up to like, I didn't even need their approval to, to like, kind of like do it anyway. So. Right. And it's good. The hardest part is taking that first step. Right. And and you mentioned your family and, um, you know, we, we all come from, um, really the, the, you know, the, the South Jersey area and, um, you know, really, uh, you know, we come from the, the tip of the penis, the the head of the penis of, of, of New Jersey. Um, literally, literally. Yes. We're like right at the bottom, like the very, very tail end, but you, you were from what Marlton and, and that area or, well, yeah, like, yeah. I, I I was born in Edison, and then I lived in Willenboro, but mm-hmm. majority of my time was in Marlton. That's amazing. Yeah, and and your and your experience in 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 um in that was um was what like so did you? It's it, I think when we read I read the article you were you started with piano right, and then you went into percussion. Is that kind of how you, you you developed? Yeah. So um, it was kind of crazy because I was like in the second grade. And I remember, like, I just, like, had this conversation with my mom. She's like, I'm going to let you do one thing. She was like, you got to do piano or you could do karate. And I said karate because I was like, I want to learn to fight. She was Hell like, yeah. <laughs> she completely, like, just ignored me and signed me up for piano. And I was like, you going to, like, bang you're, you're waiting for your gi and all of a sudden she's rolling a, a keyboard in. You're like, how am I supposed to karate huh? this? I don't think yeah. that I <laughs> like karate chops. Right. Yeah. Maybe she's trying to me. Maybe she's trying to Miyagi you. You like you play the keys and all of a sudden you're like blocking things. You're like, no, that'd be crazy, right? See, I was just teaching you karate all along. Yeah, some mind games training. Wax on, wax Flipping off. It on me. Yes, yes. But it's wow. She was. She wasn't lying. I mean, dang. I like. I think now I'm like, wow. Like she really was right. She predicted this. Like. Right. And now, now that you're famous, you can actually learn karate. Right. Now we can actually do the karate. Or you can hire someone to do karate for you, which is nice. Nah, for real. (laughs) That's who, but I'm like, I'd rather learn it myself. You know what I'm saying? DIY. I'm I'm trying to be indie, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't want you don't want to have to rely on other people because you never know. Like some sometimes in a fight, someone will because you don't know who's got bitch blood in them. All of a sudden, like they're like, "Oh my god!" Like let's go, and then you're like, "All right, let's go, guys!" And you're like, "Guys, right, <laughs> right." <laughs> so and you know what I mean? Like yeah. that's just crazy. It don't matter. It's, you could be six five two two forty. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes a, the sound of a bullet go off. It's like whoa. Like yep. it's just like. That's the world we live in. So unfortunately, yeah. So I know so, how quick we move. So you, yeah. so you were, so you play piano, like, and that's interesting because I, I, when I think about like, and Kevin has his own. Um, you, you, Kevin started with woodwinds, right? Yeah, man. I was, I was saxophone. Yep. Yeah. It's saxophone. saxophone, and then until high that's school, fire. and then I was strictly percussion and vocals after that. 
Yep. Yeah. I was a percussion till high school. Like it wasn't until I ch- I did the pit. Oh, like pit sophomore year. And yeah. then I seen the line and I was like, yo, I have to get on there. Like, and I just, I took, started taking lessons with Beth Murphy mm-hmm. and um, Jason was throwing me a lot of pointers too. And then it just like, out of nowhere, boom. It just was like, they, they gave me a shot and I got on the snare and it was like the rest is history. I was like, really? It was really cool. Yeah. And it's good. It's a good, and you know, we'll get, we'll, as much as we don't like to give Jason credit for anything, nothing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Um, no, he came to, he came to us and he was like, yo, this kid can flow, man. I'm telling you. And we're like, he's a, he's a baby, man. You know, you, you sure you want to be like bringing him around? Like, you know, lose your goddamn job, bringing this kid to the studio, fuck smoking blunts and shit. <laughs> like, you know, how we do. Like, you're, you're, you're crazy. He could tell, he could tell how I rock though. It didn't, it didn't take a lot to convince us what we, once we heard you, man. So we have to give Jason a lot of props. Unfortunately. Um, for at least. Props <laughs> for for bringing for bringing you around, man. Because um, yeah, you're truly a gifted uh, gifted musician and, and uh, talented uh, talented lyricist. So thank you, man. Thank you, man. Y'all are super fire too, though, man. Don't don't act like I don't remember performing. Oh, I know I, like, balls, I, I still do remember <laughs> that all the time. It was just like man, so classic. Yeah. I still got the hat too. You do? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yes. I got the hat and the tea. I still oh. have them, Jaws. <laughs> oh, well, you act like we're not going to queue up your verse from uh, collections. Oh. oh, yeah. That'll be in here. You better believe that is going to be on here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> in the background. Yeah, nah, for sure. Let's do it. We're going to bring up some old shit. Yes. <laughs> that yeah, show is like... so classic. I remember Jason being like, yo, you sound like, you almost sound like Snoop Dogg. And I just was like, it just felt so gassed up. I was like, I'm like, you're right. <laughs> like, yeah, I am like Snoop Dogg. <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay, I guess, yeah, yeah. Well, that's 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 a good segue too to to another question I had, and and then you know I'm I'll I'll let Chris talk some, <laughs> but uh, you know you bring up Snoop, and it's interesting because you know the era that we grew up in, and you know we're we're much older than you, um, you know you know we came up in what I consider to be like the golden age of hip hop. You know, we came up in Wu Tang, Snoop, Dre, um, Jay Z, Nas, um, you know, and then a, a little bit later, uh, you know, Biggie and 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 Tupac, and then you know, then you know, a little bit later, Eminem, and and all of that, and then you kind of look at the way hip hop is now, um, and it, it's 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 really different it is and, not it is not the same no uh, i wanted to kind of get your opinion on it because as someone that's been around music and and is at least old enough to have seen and heard you know uh, that type of music and and see the changes what are your thoughts on like the state of hip-hop now because i remember a, a really poignant part of the article that i read that you said is just like you know Philly hip hop scene, you know, it gets slept on, but at the same time, it, you're still dealing with the same bullshit that other bigger hip hop scenes deal with, where everybody just seems to be, you know, going at one another rather right. than supporting each other. You know, everybody's down for clicks, yeah, rather than trying to grow the the base of of the you know hip hop community in Philadelphia and and kind of just like you said, you know having everybody be able to make it what, what kind of what are your thoughts on the way hip hop used to be to what it is now it's kind of crazy because um 
every time the element of like the industry comes around, like, and I'm talking industry, I'm talking about like just that essence of like major label or somebody says I'm talking a label or anytime that energy comes around, it's almost like a, you know, the same energy as clout and fame and all this weird stuff that this generation's on. It's really infected every like every part of every industry, really. But with music, it's bad because it's forced artists to basically just crank out songs um, to basically not put their heart into it anymore. And then a lot of times what you end up having is you basically what happened is the pay to play became just money centered. So now people are paying, people are paying not only to perform, they paying to get this song on a playlist. They get, they have to, they paying to get this song through anything. It's all about, it's all about a money grab. You know what I mean? Like, and that's definitely like messed up the industry. But there's one thing I noticed is when stuff like that comes up, there's always going to be somebody that has, to, that's like rebuttaling it, but something special is going on in Philly. Cause a lot of artists are really actually coming together. Like despite of like all the gatekeepers and all that stuff, like there's something starting to brew because like everybody's just humble and like, just want to do it for the art. And I'm not saying everybody, but I'm saying everybody that I'm trying to include myself with. So right. My everybody, right. you know what I mean? But it's just like, the thing is that's going to have to happen. And a lot of, a lot of industries moving forward is a shift in culture because we just got to get back to somewhere of common sense. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, for sure. Of actually trying to create um, art that has a value and not just for like money right now. Like people don't think about art pieces and how they get more valuable over time or right. think about certain artists will, some artists will die out and their music might get used for a song and their family is getting that money in the, in, in the state. Like, so there's so many different ways to look at this. You got to almost say, what am I doing it for? And if you just going to put yourself out there on a limb, just for cash reasons, you just cheat yourself from all those other. Well, I mean, to that point, like, I, I think that the, the, one of the challenges is, and this, and you kind of, you hit on something really important, which is people that do it for the love of the art versus people that are doing it for profit. And the people that are doing it for the love of the art don't really care about, like, if you think you mentioned actual, like, like painters and stuff like that, as I think about painters too, I see like a lot of artwork behind you. Um, like uh, those folks didn't necessarily say, Hey, I'm doing this because I'm doing it because I want to, to make millions of, uh, you know, or that time, like $10 was like millions of dollars, but like, you know, like millions of dollars, I'm trying to, to do it because this, I'm trying to express myself through the art of painting or through the art of music or through the art of sculpture or whatever. And it's just different now. It seems like people are not doing it for the love of the music. And, and even when we started, like when we started, um, you know, playing music, it really, we, I mean, we were an original band. Original bands don't get paid. If we wanted to get paid, we would have been a cover band. We would have gone and played in South Jersey and played at all the, you know, right, the Freds. The and the, oh yeah. We would have made a fortune playing. Come on, Eileen. Oh, I swear. You know, like who gives a shit about that? We wanted right. to write music. And when we got, it, it was it, the interesting thing is, and it's something that I guarantee you, if, you know, if today we all got back together and we sat in a room and we put plugged in our instruments and we turned on the microphones and we played, there would be a, a, a kismet, a chemistry that is just natural because every time that we've stopped playing together and gotten back together, literally it's li what not zero practices. We get back together and it's instantaneous. We're like right in, right in sync. It's amazing, but it's because we loved it and because we had that synergy together. So uh, your, your point's well taken and it's, it is, it is a, uh, a sad state of affairs. And I do think that a lot of that has to do with social media. So 
You know, one of the things I noticed when I was looking at some of your profiles and all the things that you will see at the bottom of the screen here is we're looking at your uh, your social media profiles and things that you can get to. One thing that is conspicuously absent is Twitter. And I was wondering about why. Why not Twitter for you? Because Twitter is successful. That's about right. <laughs> keeping, it, keeping it a bean. Um, Twitter is like you want to you want to like easily see an example of just like people with just one way of thinking and not willing to like listen to any form of thinking is like Twitter. A lot of stuff I recently too, like I kind of had glimpses of it post like nine 11 and nine 11 happened when I was in the third grade. Mm -hmm. So like, that's kind of crazy. But like, even at, even at that age, I kind of like always knew something was up. Like, I was in kind of like a black sheet of my family. So I've been looking at weird stuff. I'd be computer gaming late at night. So I would like go through the internet wormholes, rabbit holes, and literally just seeing stuff. But one thing I noticed about Twitter is it's just this become this complete cesspool. Like even like through the protests and stuff, like I really, I was out there like, damn, like I'm genuinely trying to do this to, you know what I mean? For right. a cause. But yeah. I got woken up when I realized the people I was working with, I'm like, yo, they are not genuinely like, it kind of really like was a super reality check, like something I kind of thought, but then it like hit me right then and there. And then it was kind of like a tumbleweed from there. And then I started speaking out on Twitter. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, once I, once you combat the narrative, especially, you know, what I'm saying a brother, they don't want to hear that from me. Oh man. It go, yeah. it go crazy. It goes crazy. So yeah, we, we I, talked I about it. that. We talked about that on the last podcast. I think you might've, we, we were talking about that we or you and I were talking about it all, all the time. time. On like we yeah. talk, I'm, I'm, I speak out about like probably almost every episode. I talk about how much I dislike social media. I'm yes. not, I haven't yeah. been on Facebook in probably five years. Um, I just back, got back on Twitter in the last like month and a half. And that was just to promote the podcast. I literally engage in nothing else except Promotion. just, you know, tweeting yeah. and retweeting and, and talking about what we're doing on here. I engage, I don't engage anything else. Like it's just, it's such like, I mean, there are some, there is some positivity, but it's so overshadowed and the negativity and the vitriol is so loud that it's like deafening. You just like, it drowns out the little bit of good that's going on in there. It's, it's and it's really tough to focus Otherwise, on doing the on doing the positive shit because that shit's infective, man. It 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 will it will fuck with you. And I just got tired of it, man. It'll I just suck you in. It'll suck you in. So, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Good, no, no, good. Good. I, I know it's like people are starting to wake up, but people still won't wake up. Like it's almost wild. It's like some people will get to like this point. Yeah. But then, you know what I mean? How we're so divided, right? Oh. And it's like almost like they're, they're like whatever jersey so-and-so is wearing at the time will bring them to a point and then they'll be like, ah, ah, ah. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like a car, we, the car we went together to about here. <laughs> here. Yeah. And then we're not going to get any further. That's it. That's not going to get any further past that. That's the end of it. But hey, the one good thing about Kevin not being on Facebook was early on in the podcast, I had put on that um, in order to gain fans that Kevin would be giving hand release to any of the people that were going to join our, our, our little community. So, um, yeah. So Chris dra has been dragging me on Facebook for like a year now without me knowing. So <laughs> bonus of me being uh, not on Facebook to Chris. That was good for me. But um, yeah, but mostly it's just toxic to your point. And I think that that, you know, it understood like and and I get why you stay away from it, because it really is engaging. And then we said this on the last show, too. It's like if you were walking down the street and someone like and you and you were either making a comment or you're having a conversation, someone heard you within an earshot and they made a comment back to you. 
it would be a couple of kind of reactions. It would have been like, I'm ignoring it and walking, continuing to walk, or I'm going to say, fuck you. And then I'm going to continue to walk. Or maybe if you really, really piss me off, we might be getting into some shit. But right. what I wouldn't do is say, hey, let's go talk for four hours back and forth in like 180 characters at a time and, and and basically have a verbal tennis match on Twitter. And then a bunch of your friends will show up and start doing the same shit, either co-signing what you're saying. And then my friends will show up. It's like we are dividing ourselves and we are creating the platforms to do so. So I totally understand why you're not on yeah, Twitter. We're, cre- we're creating like these boxes ourselves. I remember this. I, I, somebody who was really tight with this girl named Cheryl and God bless her heart because she's um, she's an immigrant to the country. I'm mm-hmm. not going to really speak on her status, but it's crazy is that we were so close and me speaking out about one thing. She boom, hit me with a whole thread. It was like, but it was all like New York times articles. I was like, you might as well. It's like any one of these propaganda outlets. If you're just going to hear <laughs> yeah. like New York times, uh, Fox news, CNN, anyone, it's all propaganda. Like, um, and you hit me with a whole thread and it looks weird because it's like, Oh, like boom, 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 boom all these reasons. I can't even respond to the first point. Like, yeah. She literally typed it in another app yeah. and then copied. It's like she typed it in, a, in like Microsoft Word and then copied it to oh Twitter. Lord. Like uh. a nuke bomb. Like a uh. nuke bomb. <laughs> like I, I couldn't even block the thread. And it was like, whoa. I was like, you could call me. You got my number. Like, it's not it's that conversation. It's, Jesus. It, it's not that crazy. Like, and then immediately went to like putting me out there with, you know, cause you know how it's so easy to label some, somebody that there's something they're not and stuff immediately went to, to titles and labels and stuff. I'm oh. like, Oh, 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 like you partied with me. Like we've hung out, we've seen me around multitudes of people. Like, so yeah. like, don't let your Jersey lead you to just like treat your neighbor like crazy. When in DC, we got a whole swamp of people that are like been abusing our country from both sides for decades, hundreds of years. It's like, Forever. come on, let's, forever so yeah. like it's not me and you it's not none of us in these cribs like it's it's deeper than that like so yeah it's a system that's set up to, to put you in that position so and, i totally get and that's it. kind yep. of the beauty of 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 music and art in general is like yeah. when you get an opportunity to spend time with people that on your day-to-day basis you normally wouldn't spend time with and realize like how beautiful those people can be and how and friendships that can join and like and yeah. like synergies uh, uh, you know musically and otherwise can happen a lot of people don't get to experience that and they don't have a personal connection with people outside of a you know a, a 10 mile radius of where they are you know it really is is detrimental to their growth and then you just give them this pseudo anonymous voice um at their fingertips that's in their pocket all the time that it's just they don't think and then they just it, it's just hammer away um and it sucks because like you get to when you when you're involved with music and you're involved with people and different cultures and different races and stuff like that and you actually get to meet some truly unique and gifted and beautiful people such right. as yourself and and like we you know wouldn't have had an opportunity to work with someone like you or work with the people that we did work with when the band was blowing up um that otherwise like we never would have had a chance to meet if we weren't open to that type of growth and so many people miss out on that because they're not open to it it's crazy right some people go their whole lives and literally miss out on so many different cultures different people like bro food is banging from all walks of life like (laughs) literally yeah 
that's probably like the number one thing. Like if you never go try their food, like if you think you're judging them, go try their food probably. Cause that might, that might open a door for you to like, let me have a conversation or something. Cause most of the time the evil comes down to stuff that le- lurks in places like government and, and, and crime syndicates and car- you know what I mean? Cartels. And, and it's not your average everyday person that wakes up and says, I got to go to work or say I'm waking up, I'm an artist or I'm, you know what I mean? Just that everyday type of person isn't like, I'm going to get up and go do evil. You know what I'm saying? Like no. there's criminals out there, there's stuff like that. But good hearted people for the most part is not waking up and saying, I want to go cause harm to somebody else's life. That's why most politicians be sociopaths. Like only a sociopath really can dominate that position for decades, like, and not think twice about it. You know? Yeah. I mean, we have so many examples of it too. And, and, and I think that you're, you're right. And it is a system that is set up to divide. It's not to, 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 because, because it unified, a people are unbelievably strong and stronger, way stronger than any kind of a government. And that kind of a groundswell means that the people have the control if they have, if they are have a unified message that you just can never get there because if through that divisiveness, what they're able to do is like you said, you're, you're, you've got your shirts, your skins, that's the way it works. And you're going to fight each other on it. But like, you know, I think the, the, the artists of the world, people like you, um, really are able to, to connect people through music, just like food. It's the same thing. Like I, like, yep. I, I like that it's, it's a, it's a brilliant way for people to say, I'm going to set that stuff aside. It, maybe hopefully if, if it's the right kind of music, it's the right kind of environment. It's the right situation forever. I don't need, now I realize I mean, we are more alike than we thought, you know, we both like the same shit. And, um, you know, that's why I appreciate people that are, are able to create like you are. And, you know, one of the things that I had noticed when I was listening to, to your music is that there's a lot of diversity in it. Like, and meaning that, you know, musically as, as a musician and Kevin is a musician as well. Like it's not, you don't, I don't feel like I'm hearing, I want to say the same artist over and over again. Like it's not the same thing. It's not like repetitive, you know, I think of, and I'm not shitting on green day, but green day plays the same three chords and they just mix it up. Maybe miss mess the rhythm around a little bit. They're very talented. Um, but yeah, but I, but I'll know every day song if I hear it. If I hear your songs, when I listen to your songs, I'm like these, like this is your ability to be able to kind of cross through genre. I think potentially has a lot to do with the influences that you have. So, like, who are some of those artists like that that really kind of speak to you? Because I hear a lot of different artists I'd in your say music. It's a lot. Um, from like Sade to Drake to uh, Rage Against the Machine to uh, Luther Vandross. Um, Hell yeah. Teddy Pendergrass, oh, yeah. Michael Jackson, um, <laughs> all the way to like Kanye West a lot, um, Kid Cudi. Um, yeah. number, I hear some Travis Scott, Scott yeah. there, a little Travis bit of Travis Scott. Scott. Yeah, I hear that a little bit in there. Yeah, yeah. like some of that. The Weeknd um, too, even. Yeah, it's it's very diverse. Yeah, The Weeknd. I love The Weeknd. I wanna, I'm, I'm working for it. Um Nothing. That was, oh, yeah, that was a very bad eighties hey, music joke. <laughs> that went. Wow. wow. Yeah. That was so terrible. I think you gave me cancer. Yeah, exactly. Jesus Christ. Whenever I have a guest on, I always drop one. Actually, uh, 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 man, when we had Sarah on that that Bobby Kelly joke, he'll, he'll, he ate a dick. Yeah, he'll, he'll he'll be embarrassed about it later. Uh, uh, and Kevin will never let me hear the end of it. You know, so I'm sure. <laughs> So, so if you had to like, I hear, yeah, we hear your influences in your music, but if you're, if you're just looking to something to vibe to, like what's, what's, what, what are you listening to more so than what, what right now than, than what influences you? Like if you, like you get off this, you're going to go chill out. What's, what are you putting on? 
I actually always, it's kind of funny is I'm looking for the young bulls that are like gems. So like mm-hmm. there's artists right now that's like 18, 19 going crazy. This, this kid named Sofago, he's actually super talented. He really sounds like a punk version of Chris Brown. It's really unique. Wow. Okay. So yeah, definitely check that out. It's like, it's different. And it's like, you can see in like his visuals and stuff too. It's like, okay, this, this kid's going to do something crazy. And another awesome. kid is Ty Fontaine. Ty Fontaine, T-Y and Fontaine with an F. Yeah. Okay. But Ty Fontaine. Yeah, those two. Mm-hmm. Those two, you check them out. They're like, they're just young guys, but they're, they're very, you could say they're, they have like an old soul approach to, to their sound, but like they, they, they give it that it's still that youthful spirit. Cause you know how with the youthful spirit, it's almost like, it's just like throw the paint at the wall, but it still has enough to it where it's like structured and like, has thought into it. So it's a good job. That's awesome. Awesome. Yeah. We like to hear new stuff too, man, you know, because you know, so many people, particularly people our age and stuff like that, you know, aren't open to new music. You know, they stay listening to the same stuff that they listened to when they were growing up. They'll badmouth current artists or, or current music. I would say, oh, this music's rap nowadays sucks and stuff like that. And they don't like, they don't like to listen it does, to it. But not all of it. <laughs> um, yeah, listen, we didn't, we don't, we're not trying to start a fucking rap beef here. Cause we didn't want you to like, feel like we were trying to get you to, you know, trash anybody or, or anything. I'm not like trashing that. anybody, but it's just the, the, the nature of the industry when everybody can put out a song at any moment, like it's what, like yeah. 11,000 songs dropping a day. Like, so yeah. at this rate, it's like, you're obviously going to have a strong percentage of those songs, not really well thought out. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, and then, go ahead. I mean, it benefits you almost because you're, you know, you're unique and, and you're doing it for the right reasons and you're doing it in a, in a, in the right way. You're not just, you're not a clout rapper. You know what I mean? You're not just going for clicks. You're not just putting yourself out there, throwing on a red or blue bandana, whatever you might choose and trying to get backing that way. Whereas you're actually trying to put your music first and then get the support behind the, behind the actual music. You know, it's, it's tough when you see people that like instantly blow up and, and not want to jump and on and do the same thing. So it's, it's very much appreciated to see you, you know, try to not be that way. You know, we talked about, we've talked multiple times on this podcast about like uh, Takashi 69 guys like that, where, you know, they have this insane, like they put a video up on YouTube and it gets like 42 million views in an hour, but it's not good music. And I can say that because I'm a musician as a musician and artist myself, I can, I can sit here and say is like, I'll put some, I played Takashi in the car and some like the way his voice is and some of the shit it'll bang, but it's not good music. It's not quality. You know, it's out there to get clicks. You know I mean? It's out there to get views on Twitter, on, on YouTube or on Instagram. You or see whatever. How quick it fizzles out though. That's yeah. the thing. Exactly. All of a sudden his shit was just like, well, that's what so it's like. It's not worth it. It's just not. So right. it's, it's the same appeal. Like if you think of the, the, the analogy that I could think of, and you know, I've got two kids is that when, when they used to sit them in front of the TV and watch like the wiggles or some shit, like something that is visually stimulating, right. Or Teletubbies, what kind of weird fucking aliens they were uh, like, like those guys, like it just got you like that. The kids are like, eh. it's the same thing. It's just at a different 
you know, now we're going into the adolescent, into the adulthood. We're just like, I'm seeing it. It's got a lot of like colors and things happening, even his hair, his face. It's like, it's like a, a, a mosaic. It's like, what is going on here? And yeah. then, but the music, if you peeled it all back to Kevin's point, there's simplicity in it. It's not really that clever. Like it doesn't feel like it's not, it's not that it's not well produced because it totally is because he's got the money to be able to well, to, to produce it. Well, it's right. just, it's just not like, it doesn't do anything. It doesn't have staying power. When, when 10, 15 years from now, I sincerely doubt that a, we will even know or remember who he is. We'll be like, ah, yeah. that was a guy that existed and now he's gone. Similar to the like a the- random song. Like one yeah. of his biggest songs would be like a random one in like a top 20 playlist for like a year. Wow. John. And then that'd right. probably be it. Yeah. What's the, what's the one Kev yeah. that you always tell me about? I, I, that I always forget the name of it's crazy gum. 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 Yeah, Gumba, yeah, Gumba, yeah. What, yeah. whatever, Gumbo, g- Gabo, Gumbo, <laughs> all kiddo, boo. whatever. Like, that, that's gonna be Boobie. playing in the, this. There's gonna be a coming up, bringing up candy. Next thing you know, fucking Gumbo is gonna be playing in the background. That's crazy, man. Play in the strip clubs. Oh, yeah, 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 endless. It's just crazy how how fast it's like. It's it's never really worth it to be that to just go and want to put yourself out there. And then next thing you know, it's like, all right, I had a short run. Like I'd rather look at people that have like had long careers and try to say like, okay, let me like f- follow the, some of the steps that they did. Cause like one thing I found is through that whole process is you gain more skills. Like I just started with recording myself first. And then mm-hmm. next thing you know, I knew piano, but I didn't know really how to use the programs. Now I'm producing. And then it's like, you know, I, I had to make my stuff sound better. So I was like, got to engineer my vocals. Next thing you know, I'm like, wow, I can engineer now. But those are skills that just kind of came with me, like forcing myself to just be like, yo, depend on yourself for this. And you'll be glad because you can c- control your sound. And like, I finally got to that point where I can literally completely control my sound from the production end to how my vocals come through. And it's going to like really show in on a lot of these tracks, especially after my album. With the album, it's um, mainly this guy, Della Riva Beats in Florida that produced it. But everything okay. that's going to be coming out like after that is like all basically me producing. <sighs> The only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast. The perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Get ready to cheer on Team USA. Sign up for Xfinity Internet and get a Flex 4K streaming box free and Peacock Premium included. Can your internet do that? Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Peacock subscription required. Xfinity, proud partner of Team USA. At Zenni, we believe everyone deserves access to high-quality, affordable eyewear. That's why we offer stylish prescription glasses for men, women, and kids starting at just $6.95. Our online factory direct model cuts out the metalmen, so you save. At Zenni, you get the same quality frame and lens options that you'd get from an optician for one-tenth of the price, including blue blockers, progressives, prescription sunglasses, and more. The best part? Try on any frame, anywhere, with our 3D virtual try-on. Zenni.com. Eyewear for everyone. You're listening to Philadelphia's home of smoking hot hip-hop hits to your dome. WHRB 104.2. 
get high off of this supply. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pass that ish to your boy, Phenom C. Taking your requests all night long. But first, I want to give you a taste of a young buck, a rising star. His name is Close Cash, and this is his first track. He was featured on the song collections from the album Without Surrender by Decida Rada. Only here on the home for History Dome, 104.2 WHRB. Feel like magic, it's tragic. The way I must assassinate these lame lyricists who think they rapid. Reactions to fashion, self for sure. You can read that all you want, we'll still be the main word. Our verb is destruction. Lames we be crushing, causing concussions. From here to men and touching, crushing the game like a bunch of half bags. yeah, I was going to ask that. So, like, you know, Cashland came out, um, I think that was during the, like, was that past like October or November? When did when did that actually get released? They got out. That came out last August. Last August was August. Okay, so yeah. Cashlin came out in August, and then so what? Do you, what do you got coming up? And when, when's that? When, what's your uh, your next? Um, when, when's your next album dropping? Okay, I'm dropping my next album. I'm thinking July. Definitely okay. dropping in July. Um, we're starting to get the visuals together, and it's going to look really crazy. It's kind of mm-hmm. cool because it's like. Been putting money aside just to make sure I want them to to really be like a movie. Like I wanted to like when people watch this to be like encapsulated by it. Yeah, it's like writing but, out a treatment is all frustrating, but we doing it. No. Well, you you also besides, um, and I do want to ask you about like live performances and 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 the, and the quarantine and the impact on that because I know that's got to be very stressful for you and very hard. It's one of the things when we talked about talk to the other to to other artists like the comedians that we've talked to has been a something they lament because. And a comedian, especially the stand-ups that we talk to, that's like their entire life is being on the road and doing those road gigs and getting paid for it. And when that went away, it was really, really hard for them to survive. Um, but um, before we get to that, I'm just really curious too, like about, you know, kind of your, like, you know, you've done a lot of collaborations and, um, you know, I see a lot of people on it. So it, it seems like you're, you're, you're branching out to a lot of these artists. So a lot of those Philadelphia artists that you're kind of working with right now, or, you know, are you... Yeah. A lot of uh, Philly artists, but every it's like crazy because it's Philly, New York. Like this girl named Duana, she's a producer. I met out, um, I met her online, but we linked up when I was in Brooklyn and went to the stew and then just ended up knocking out like four or five tracks. So, like, she's mixing and, and doing all the stuff on that. So, that's going to be a, even just another project boom that's coming out. And then, right. so a lot of stuff. And then this group, um, producer group called Overthink. Mm-hmm. In Philly, I actually got another project coming out with them, but that's more going to be like a straight mosh pit, like rage. Yeah. Um, a lot of like nice. just like rock elements, but yeah, it's, it really sounds crazy. Like it sounds like just like straight metal, but with it. I don't know. It's wild. Kevin's talking about that. You listen, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm into it. Did uh, Do you listen to Fever 333 at all? Fever 333? Yeah, Fever three three three. Check them out. Travis Barker actually produced them. Um, they're wild. They're very much Rage Against I'm the right. Sheet Machine influenced. They're amazing, and I I love hearing you say that because I love seeing people that can be cross genres. Like you see artists now, like 
Machine Gun Kelly who went from hip hop into pop and then like Trippy Red who went, you know, from, you know, being a SoundCloud rapper to now releasing like a, a, a freaking pop album. And like, yeah. it's crazy, yeah. but it's really cool to see that people aren't scared to be more than one thing yeah. in music. anymore. one thing I actually do appreciate about music today is that when we were coming up, if an, an artist was like completely pigeonholed into their one thing. And a lot of that was driven by major labels yeah. and they were like, you can only be this one thing. Like, we had an opportunity to get signed to uh, an indie indie record deal for Desiderata. And, you know, they were like very much wanted us to be like the next Lincoln park. Yep. And we were like, you know, we want, we like that music. We, we are influenced by that music, but we don't want to be like, just like them. Right. You know, and, and, it's it's one of the things that's great about music now and a lot of people don't appreciate especially the older generation doesn't appreciate it is like you have the ability to be whatever you want at any time you want you you could put a hip out a hip-hop song out today you can put a rock song out tomorrow you can put a country song out <laughs> on the weekend yeah. like you could do whatever you want because you have this kind of ability now in the digital age to be able to do that yeah, it is crazy. And it's like still, even within like with that ability, it's only the artists that are like tend to be good that are like doing that. Like it's like it's weird with music is that you have that certain almost percentage of people that end up not only providing the rest of the money for the label, but they also kind of like have just like this. I don't know how to explain it, but it's such a, it's a small percentage. Like that, like that's why I bring up names like Kanye West, right. Who are like, this dude is so crazy. Right. So that he'll yeah. pro- be able to produce a track, direct the videos, have the vision for the rollout, everything. Like he covering all those bases, like a person like Kanye could, he he's done stuff like eight away and heartbreaks after doing that album. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's like hundred percent. So it's like the way that, and people don't even understand how much 808s and Heartbreaks basically shape my generations of music. Like the way we, you hear the auto tune, the, the 808s and everybody's stuff, like the, the, uh, the hi-hats, like the hummings, the melodies, all that stuff came from 808s and Heartbreaks. And that kind of shifted where like the, the rap scene went because it was almost like, you know, the baggy jeans, baggy T era. Yep. And I see no Kanye came out of nowhere and said, you know, what I mean, I'm wearing tight jeans. I'm wearing I'm wearing a polo with a with a backpack. Right. It's like just a different it was just a different thing. And then the sound followed it. And then it kind of went that way. And it's like you those certain certain percentage of artists, like especially like Trippy, Trippy's not part of the majority in his class, like in his class, like Trippy's uh, would be a part of a small percentage of people that can be on the label, but still transcend and still try to push a boundary and it's like i don't know why people don't see that as a beneficial thing like more risk more reward you know well, i mean yeah, uh, seriously. Uh, like trippy did a trippy did a song with chino from the deftones yeah seriously like yeah that's crazy like, just, that's nuts talk about like just like complete like complete 180 degree shift from and cross uh, uh crossing genres from where he started just having one the talent to be able to do that too the the have the balls to be able to potentially cut off a portion of your fan base who may diss you now because you went and yeah, did like, why that. did you do that that didn't like, sound like that, anything I mean, you did before that i liked you know and that's yeah. maybe the people that don't really and but but that's to your point it's the bravery of the artist i'm not going to do 
what you expect me to do. I'm going to do the things that I want to do. And even when you were talking about concept, right? Like understanding that, that really a artist is about the concept and what the vision is of what you're trying to do. So you're talking about how Kanye did all this. It was a well-rounded because in his head, I guarantee you, he's like, like, I want it to look like this and I want it to sound like this. It's not like as linear as um, some people who go into the studio and say, say, Hey, give me a track and I'll, and I'll, and I'll flow over it, which is fine if that's what you are. But these are people that really have these ideas about what, what kind of feelings are trying to invoke in the person when you're listening to it or that, or what you're looking at. And it's all of those things that really connected together. And, and really that is what shows like the soul of the artist in the actual art itself. And that, that's, yeah. you know, that's, that's the brilliant uh, brilliance of someone like a Kanye. And that's, it's, it's good to hear you saying that as well as a, as a young artist that's coming up. I got this one song called um, 3600. And the the way that song came about was on some like Kanye tip. Like we, it was me, this girl, Rigo and this guy, Nick Hansen. Um, and we were recording at Rigo's crib, but only one person could fit in the closet with the laptop and the mic at a time. So we were all like <laughs> oh alternating. Right. And they had done like added different stuff to the beat, added vocals all over the place. And then like, I didn't hear nothing for like two weeks. I was like, what are we doing with the track? What are we doing? What are we doing? I eventually keep getting on Rigo. Rigo, she finally sends me the stems. I take the stems. I'm like, perfect. We take the, I take the drums off. I go and find my homie Hashland. He threw <laughs> drums on it. We start mixing it up. Because I, I was like, that stuff Ye would do. Ye would be like, all right. Yeah. Sometimes he would even be like, I'm going to take this feature off and go find like somebody over here and go get this feature. Like, and just so I can, because I need that, their sound. And I'm hearing their sound as an instrument on my track. Like it just has exactly. to be on this track. So right. You see the thing, like, that thing that's missing and you're like, I need it. I need to have it in there. And that's a lot of times like, and I don't want to go back to Desiderata and say we were like that, but we kind of were like, we, we always called ourselves fusion hip hop because we didn't feel like we wanted to get boxed into something to Kevin's point. We didn't want to be seen as Lincoln park. We didn't want to be seen as three Eleven or rage against the machine or red hot chili peppers. Um, we would have taken the money that they gotten from the labels gladly. However, <laughs> uh, and the success <laughs> and right, the fans, right. but, but like I, point being is like, we were more interested in saying we want to just do as much of everything as possible. So when you hear like a deceit, like, especially like I, even the, 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 the most recent album, the, the last album, but the earlier stuff, like uh, bent, like, some of the stuff that we did in that song, like it was all over the place. It was like, it was a, you know, bent, like started like rock. And then it it gets drifted into this really spacey thing. It's just, it's just how the song like went. It's like how we figured it out. Like, you know what I mean? It was pretty crazy. I mean, drugs helped. Uh, not for sure. I'm not going to lie. I didn't say we didn't have a muse, Kevin. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for real, man. Turn up. Well, I mean, I have a question for you, and this is a this is an old white person question, but uh, it makes me laugh when I think about it. So I have to ask a, a younger person that's in that's in the hip hop community. So when we were when we were get, when we were come when we were listening to hip hop when we were growing up, everybody was big. Now everybody's lil. Why? <laughs> why is everybody, why is everybody lil now? Yeah, I mean everybody was big, right? Yeah, so you have Biggie, yeah, Big Pun, Big Pun, yeah, you know, Big L. Yeah, now everybody's lil. Well, I don't, or baby now. They're getting babies. I, I would factor two things into it. Um, Lil Wayne's influence. Question, it's silly, but also, but like, there's also, there's also, like, we can, on a deep level, like, we all know there's, like, an, emas- like an emasculation of, of the black man in America and it, all men in America, to be honest, but hip hop is a, is a tool that's been pushing a lot of propaganda and stuff that people 
really isn't good for people it's hip hop. We all know is been used as a weapon of warfare in that element. So like, it's no surprise that names like the big go and then it turns to the little, you know what I mean? Which is cool. Like, I guess, but you have to understand where that stuff came from to like, to to know what you're really involved. Hopefully we'll get to a place of parody and we'll be medium sized. Everybody or regular. Everybody will be like regular Kev. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Um, So I I did want to ask you, uh, because we were talking before about like artists and, and, and um, really some of the challenges that, that that COVID's brought. It's, it's been horseshit for pretty much everybody. Um, You know, the only people that really have benefited from this are Pfizer, Moderna, Johnson and Johnson. They're getting paid. Amazon. 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 Oh my God. Amazon. Dude, Jeff Bezos is uh, rolling in half of all of his money since he's getting divorced. Um, So, but, but like it does, it's, it's difficult when you're trying to, I, I guess social media in that respect is kind of beneficial because you can get your, your, your music and such out in different ways, but live performance, there's nothing really kind of, uh, it doesn't, nothing. there's nothing that, that, that matches up to this. So how, how you been dealing with that? And when do you plan to potentially get back out there? Like, when are you going to do it? I mean, with the scene in Philly, a beautiful thing is that it's like, like I see this counterculture. What's wild is like, it's almost like, how can I say? It's almost like this young, youthful, black punk element. Like you got these like we was just had my homies kid the other night. He did his album release party, right? And it was just mm-hmm. all these like just kids that were like urban, but they had the piercings and just like looking like you know what I mean, looking yeah. straight out the matrix. So it's almost like, but it was like <laughs> to me, I'm like, this is like a counterculture that's building up because it was almost Amazing. like I remember when I wore tight jeans to high school and. I was looked at crazy by the black kids. Like, what are you wearing, homie? Like, it was like literally, like, what do you got on? Like, and tonight to seeing like it be like such a vast thing, mm-hmm. and you know, what I mean, everybody was in there moshing because you know, what I mean, not most a lot of people weren't wearing masks. I wasn't wearing a mask. I keep it a bean, and it was just like this element of like freedom. And I'm like, man, this is about to be the new counterculture, like on some like alternative stuff like i really think it's gonna push a certain element and i don't know it's just wild to see but what the thing is all the venues are shut down and yeah. the issue is with the consumers though it's like to them it's like hey why don't you just do a live like and they think that's like like it's like the same but it's like it's not it's not the same and if and you can't just like force it to them because they're not a performer so they don't understand but i mean at the same time fuse common sense it's really not the same yeah, I, like I, like we were talking about comedians before too, and the the corollary there, like they, you know, um, I think it was was it Bert Kreischer that was doing the um, the tour across America drive-ins. when he was doing drive-ins, and yeah. and like he's saying, you know, it's it's not the same as being in a room and hearing the applause and get getting the laugh after you tag something really funny. You, you hear a bunch of people honking, which so it's like great. I'm in traffic now. I, I don't know that you think it's funny. Maybe you're mad at me. Right. You know, like I have no idea what you're re- you're reacting. I don't know really what that means. How do I translate this yeah. into a positive or negative reaction. It's just not right. the same, you know, like, so I think that people, especially people that have not done it before and have not stand, stood on stage and looked out into a crowd and felt that energy and had that energy fuel them as we all have. Um, it's just not the same. So hopefully, you know, as people get vaccinated and, and venues start opening up and things right. get back to some kind of normal, you know, right. we'll start to see people going out and going into clubs again and get to, to hear your great music out there too. You know, it's so weird though, because it's like this, like, I'll go some places like you got to have a mask. You got to some places it's almost like I'm, I'm in the middle of Texas. So it's like, yeah, they don't give a shit. Like, yeah. It's, it's like, weird, man. It's all over the place now. Like my cousin, my cousin is down in Florida on vacation and he's like, 
these people, it doesn't, COVID doesn't exist down here mm-hmm. to, to people. It's crazy. It's he's crazy. Like, like a part of me, he's like, part of me is like, he's like, I love, I feel, he's like, I feel, I feel like the freedom. He's like, he's like, I love, he's like, I, he's like, and then in the back of in my, my mind, mind, he's like, like crawling. He's like, cause he's like, it's been like, cause where we are, it's so different. And it's yeah. just like, then you get in these, like you said, you get in these pockets where it's like, okay, well now I feel, I feel, I feel okay. Is it okay to be like this? And, and like you said, there's going to be this, there's going to be this wave probably in the next like two months where shit just shifts dramatically to the other side. Oh yeah. And and it's just going to, it's going to be like a wave of, of, you know, like, when when the like the venues start opening and and concerts like people start selling concerts are gonna sell out, dude. Oh my god, and it's gonna be nuts. I mean, nuts. people, it's it's not gonna matter. It's gonna be great for you too because you're gonna be putting new music out right around that time. Perfect timing. People are gonna be dying to go see anything, let alone someone who's who's as talented and coming up in the scene as you. Um, it. I mean, it underground or not like it's going you're gonna you're gonna get a groundswell of people that are going to just want to do anything and everything that has to do with seeing that type of performance man and i really hope that it continues to blow up for you because you're you're going to be coming out of this at the right time and 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 hopefully hopefully you, you benefit from it yeah ready to hit the ground running for sure it's like having the content lined up it's really just about making sure the visuals is crazy and the marketing. That's my number. That's like my number two goals. I, t- I told myself this year, I want to lock in going into the rest of my career mm-hmm. is making sure my videos start like looking a lot more professional mm-hmm. and then just my marketing, like doing rollouts for everything and making sure it's like just coming out correctly. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting too, because I, uh, you, you mentioned something earlier that I wanted to kind of circle back around to, which was um, the difference between people that are putting out, things for potentially their own success and people that actually care about what they're putting out and the, 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 the quality of content. And if I'm going to use a correlation from, from the podcast that we started back a year ago, almost a little bit, actually we're, we're coming up to about a year anniversary about when we started this thing. And I had been avoiding doing a podcast uh, myself because I've been, I've done broadcasting before I was in radio. I I was a DJ. Um, I've done podcasts professionally for business stuff, which is weird. I know it sounds weird, but people consume media, how they consume medium. Right. So, and then I was like, it it was, this is the perfect time when all the shit went down to, to start something up. And one of the things that I really wanted to make sure is that it sounded good. It looked good. um, And that, you know, we promoted it properly. And I think when you put care into things, um, it, it is, it becomes, it's interesting because then you start to see there's other people around you. Like you said, those rappers that are just doing it for the, to, just to pump out songs that don't really have, it's two dimensional music. It's like, it's there and you did it, but I'm not really feeling it. And it's, it's the same thing on the podcast scenes a little bit. It's like, you start to hear some of these other people that are doing it and it could either because they, they lack necessarily the, the skill or the equipment or whatever, or maybe they just right. don't shit. And that's why there's like a, a billion podcasts out there. So, you know, separating yourself from the sea of, 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 of artists is, um, you know, uh, again, I think that you're going about it the right way. And it's, it's just really refreshing to see, especially in, in, in the community where it's very easy to be able to, to, to like drag yourself into, uh, you know, something that's more, I'm going to get paid if I do it this way. Right. So like, have you gotten approached with, with like offers like that where you're like, man, this is going to compromise my artistic integrity and I'm not going to do it. 
Yeah, and it's not even from, it's kind of crazy because it's not even from people that like really offer me anything. It's like, wow, you're just, <laughs> well, it, like you'll just approach <laughs> me dis- to just basically disrespect my career. Almost like, oh, wow. hey, let's do this. And it's like, wow, you really haven't thought that question out because you would have thought, <laughs> you would have known that I've like dedicated my life to this. Like I've learned all the skills and not only just knowing the craft, like I know the business too. Like, right. You can't just walk up to me and say like, Oh, I people walk to me and be like, yo, so yeah, I'm going to be doing the show, bro. And uh, yeah, just let me know. I could book you. Just let me know when you can send a 350. And then it'll be like, like oh, well, I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, let me stop you there, Pop. I was like, I was like, if you, if you already know, I throw events, I book artists and I don't, you know what I do is I don't charge them. Nice. I, what I do is I, I said, I'll put six DJs on the, on the party. And had them run 30 minute sets and give three artists 15 minute sets each that people actually remember. And you know what? At the end of the night, because I'm selling liquor, doing everything else, I'll be able to get out artist bread and yeah. a DJ. That's just bananas to me. Like, I, I don't, Kevin, do you remember a time where we had to pay to perform? I, I can't remember one time we've ever had to do it. It's a no. scheme. It's one of the, another one of the schemes. That's nuts, man. And we would have la- laughed them in the face the same way you did. Yep. Yeah. Like, because we're doing it we were doing it the right way for the right reasons and the way that we wanted to do it so having somebody come up to us and say oh hey i can book you at the electric factory but you gotta pay me a thousand dollars like fuck we would have been like fuck you yeah, dude no we'll get there ourselves but how does that even sound like they really yeah. rationalized that question and yeah i don't know and produced it and said and then expected you to be like oh yeah yeah, well, uh, well, they measure in desperation too. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. If somebody's super desperate to get their stuff out there, right? And they're and again, they're not doing it for the right reasons. They're just doing it because they all they want to do is be famous. They're not doing it because they really have any sort of dedication to their music. Then they'll, they'll they may jump at a chance. They may they may have a little bit more expendable income that they're willing to throw good money after bad. Yeah. And it's, it's a, it's a falsity, man. It's never going to, it's never really going to get you anywhere. We call that fucking um, the game up. Yeah. I got a question for you. Fucking the game up. That's right. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so true too. And I was curious cause you, you talked about it in the article. Why do you think Philly struggles as a, such a big city in America but such a small scene in music. Like you don't see it. And, and I mean that music in general, it's not just hip hop either because, you know, I, there's only a handful of artists that, I, that that came out of Philly that are, that have any sort of either staying power or, or were like mega huge stars. Um, and most of them were on the pop side. The ones that did. Yeah. I mean, sure. like, from hip hop, like just thinking off the top of my head, it's just like Meek Mill, Eve, Freeway, and the like. And then I struggle after the, after that to try to figure out like why why is Philly struggle so much? Um, I think the one thing it's like it's just this is attitude that that I think a lot of people in Philly carry. That's like a chip on their shoulder. It's about like. It's so it's a, it's the irony of like a, the the city of brotherly love, but the murder rate is high. Shit, like what was it like? Almost a thousand people <laughs> yes. got cat. Oh like, yeah, last year. Terrible. So like, so like with Philly, it's like I see a shift in it, but it's gonna have to take the artists that are coming up right now to like 
when they get in those certain positions to like start reaching back. Like there's a young boy named Son who's actually reaching and reaching back out to younger artists, and he just got linked up with um I think Columbia or okay. I, yeah Columbia or Atlantic. Um, but he just he got linked with them, but he's been reaching out to artists and stuff. So that's a good that's a good thing. Um, but the thing is too is like people can't be so clicky either. But right. that's a the, the dangerous thing is people try to violate that too. Like so, it's almost like who's who's solid and who isn't. But I think as this new scene is starting to shift, something's just telling me it's just I, I just get a vibe because also a lot of people that are kind of spearheading the scene aren't from Philly. So I think that's why it's a little different this time around because it's a lot of transplants that kind of taking a scene that just was just like left because of COVID. And now it's like, while kind of COVID was brewing, you know, people were networking online, discussing how to get songs together, putting the kind together, thinking about events and building relationships really. So now you got this new conglomerate that's kind of coming up and everybody's talking about working together and making the city crazy. Like it's, it's almost wild because I'll come across people constantly and they're almost like, they almost know in the back of their mind, like they might've said, y'all want to leave Philly, but even then, then now they're saying, yo, Philly's about to be the next Atlanta. Right. So like it's a consistent energy that's going on right now. And I think maybe it's just, it, it's just the Philly's time right now. And it wasn't right. all those years before. So yeah. sometimes it's your turn to the barrel, right? Like it's sometimes it's your turn to time to emerge. And if you're feeling that way and you're that connected into the, into the scene, like I can imagine that you're probably right. You know, and maybe maybe that we start to see this 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 um, emergence of Philadelphia as the place where you're going to start to see a lot of these great artists come out of, which would be awesome. You know, nothing would make us happier. I mean, God, we got we to celebrate something. Fucking, we got a, a football team that shipped their their ginger quarterback off to Indianapolis. We got a hey man for that, real, but, Jeez. but but crazy. But, but the Philadelphia 76ers are the truth. Yeah, they're the truth. Absolutely, Dude, <laughs> so nice. So like, so so one of the things I was going to ask you too, like uh, I did notice, like, um, again, I see a lot of art around you. Um, one of the things that was in the article was about clothing. Do you design clothing? Is that something that you're into? Yeah. So like all my merchandise, I Mm -hmm. I like design, but I don't even like to call merchandise because like right now I'm working on making it like a fashion brand. Like, so I kind of felt like when you were saying in the article, it felt like it was more about like you saying, I really just like making clothes. Yeah, so it's like <laughs> having like crazy pieces come to get together. Mm-hmm. It's like working. I'm trying to get like in this man. Like I have two main fashion I'm thinking about, but it's like really I'm trying to see like price wise versus like the quality and just kind of lock it in. But I'm I really want to make pieces for people who are listening to my music that they can hold like mm-hmm. really want to wear it to the show like yo I gotta wear this to the show like yes so it's like putting that thought process into it right now that's awesome man like that's really that's I great mean, I remember the feeling like the first time seeing something that you designed you know like a t-shirt or a hat like you said before I remember Chris and I going to um a 311 concert and seeing somebody wearing like a Desiderata baseball t-shirt. And like, that was a feel like I'm getting like goosebumps just yeah, thinking about, about it. it. Yeah. Like the feeling of seeing some, some, someone appreciate something that you created um, is it, it's like nothing you'll ever, it's like nothing you ever feel. It, it, it's just, it's humbling at the same time as it is like really just like, like amps you up to like do more. And, yeah. and like, so I love hearing that you want to be 
diverse like that and be able to like put your name to a bunch of different things because you'll get that back in you'll get that back in spades man you'll get that back 10 20 fold on um, that feeling when you see somebody just randomly walking down the street and something you designed or, or hearing somebody playing their music in, uh, playing your music in their car it's 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 unbelievable um oh, people don't understand it. what that's like and, and I, I feel bad for people that never felt anything like that before because it's amazing so we love we love seeing you kind of spearhead this movement in philadelphia and be a part of it it's awesome we, we love we love seeing somebody that we you know ha- had had the fortunate um you know part uh, in, in sharing music with at some such a young age and, and, and watching you grow as an artist um is there you know, is there anything like, you know, it, it seems like a cliche thing, but like, you know, is there anything that you see yourself, you know, in, in a couple of years, like where you really want to kind of define yourself in a certain way? Um, or are you just kind of like going with the flow? So you're saying right like now? a measurement of success, like this is, this would mean that I've done and accomplished the things that I want to. Yeah. Like in a couple of years, like I really want to be here or are you just kind of like vibing with the way things are now? Um, my goal is, on some funny stuff, but my goal is I want to have, cause I work with my homie Hashon Studios. I want to have two studios operating in Philly. Um, I do want to have my first home, like home, home. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and my number one thing, another one thing is I do want to, I do, I am thinking about running for office in Philly on some oh, like, wow. some local, awesome, some like awesome, local, man. local stuff. So, and I know like with the music kind of going hand in hand, it'll be like a, you know, it's kind of like cross promotion, man. Cross promotion, <laughs> but it's kind of like we. The best way to do it is like in your backyard. So I'm like, if I'm going to be oh, in, based out of Philly, why not try to get Can you involved politically? If, if you're the if you're the you're the lame white fucking comptroller that's going up against fucking Alavet, and you're trying to to <laughs> battle him on the mic, he's going to destroy you. Because <laughs> <laughs> people don't know, I, I did a debate stuff a debate in school. I ran for like pre- I ran for president a couple of times in school, so it's mm-hmm. like I just kind of like it's always been something that interested me, but it's like I didn't realize it was this dire that they needed oh, like, yeah. oh, average citizens to go in there and and just be a part of it. So I was like definitely just putting it back in my mind is like if these people who are so incompetent can hold this, I definitely can keep in my career, oh, career yes. and, and deal with this job. Like totally. I'm a hustler. I'll get up, I get up early, I go to bed late, and I just I I'm working. Like so for me, that's like I could do that stuff. So, so. Oh my god! I, I can't wait to you're you're the mayor of Philadelphia. <laughs> That'd be, be so fire! Man. Uh, that's awesome. That'd be so I mean, fire. we need we need we need youth in the and that in that type of thing. So it's really you know it's really heartwarming to hear somebody passionate about that type of stuff because they recognize that there's a problem and they recognize that they can be part of the solution. Sure, you care rather than yeah, you to be continuing to push the problem in the wrong direction. Like that. That's awesome, man. I really love hearing that. And, you know, we're going to, we're going to continue to promote your music. Um, You know, we're going to continue to shine a light on you as much as possible. I mean, we're just coming up ourselves in this particular genre, you know, so, you know, we want to, again, we want to support people that we know, um, you know, can, um, you know, can, can embrace that support and grow with it. So, I mean, we're we're looking forward to doing that for you. Yes, but um, in order to continue to promote, we're going to need that 350. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going to need that that 350 up front. Oh, must have been about seven, eight years ago. Me and the little lady was out on this boat, you see, all alone at night. 
when all of a sudden this huge creature, this giant crustacean from the Paleolithic era, comes out of the water. We were so scared, Lord, I mother, I jumped up in the boat and I said, Thomas, what on earth is that creature? It stood above it looking down with these big red eyes. Oh, it was so scary. And I yelled, I said, what do you want from us, monster? And the monster bent down and said, I need about 350. What's Tree Fitty? Three dollars and fifty cents. Tree Fitty? He wanted money? That's right. I said, I ain't giving you no Tree Fitty, you goddamn Loch Ness monster. But hey, here's five <laughs> tickets. <laughs> Sell them for whatever price you want. I, for the love of God, he put that on a tee. I could not swing at it. Come on. I had to do it. <laughs> you know, that was the craziest thing I ever heard. It was like, here's here's a bunch of here's a couple tickets. You can sell them at every price you heard. So they basically want you to go to your friends and family and your fans and tell them to pay fifty dollars for a ticket. Oh, they get double so paid three fifty yeah. and the and the tickets that you sell and the tickets and yeah, the tickets. Right. So hooray! It's harassment. What are they man. Thinking about it's it's, it's just <laughs> dumb. Like it's it's like you're trying to put people on at a venue. If you're if you're promoting the venue, I don't know where they're doing these things, but you're, or you're, if you're a promoter and you're trying to get your name out there as a promoter that puts on good good shows, how, why are you gonna? The one thing that you need is the talent to come in and and blow the doors off the place. And I'm gonna charge you for it and make you go be the street team for it. Fuck yourself. I'm not doing it's that. Crazy dude. It's, it's crazy. Nuts. It's crazy. It's crazy dude. Ponzi scheme. I know, man. <laughs> but unfortunately, like you said, people fall for that shit. Oh, they do. They do, man. They do. People fall for a lot of stuff, though. But it's like, that's the evil with the industry, too. It's like, I learned pretty quick. I was like, man, you cannot just take people's like word on this. Like, you Mm-mm. like it'll be it'll be a dark day for you anytime that you're like, oh, okay. And just like walk through any door <sighs> thinking that's a it's a good door. Like, you're a dope. That's the case. Yeah. Like, you just did that to yourself. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. All right. Well, Hey, look, uh, listen, man, we, we had a wonderful time. We could talk to you for, for hours, but you Dude, probably have super to fun, do. this was, this was great. And we should definitely do it again. Actually, I was, I was until he said he had like all these other things going on, Kevin, I'm like, ah, oh, he knows how to audio engineer. We need a producer. God damn it. We're getting to the point where we're like doing this, like kind of homegrown this thing is getting a little too big for, for our britches. So we're, you know, the I was thinking the same thing. So it's just like, oh man, producer. So you mean like a what, like a mix on a, on a, on a audio? Like, well, uh, no, nah, it's it's that. Like it's also, but like you know, we have uh, you know shit, man. We got like putting together the YouTube shit's not easy. I got I use like a lot of different programs to build all that. That video doesn't it doesn't magically happen. I have to put that all together. I piece it together, and and right, 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 I've, right. I've got some some ability to do it, but it takes up a lot of time and I don't mind oh, yeah. doing it cause I enjoy it, but God damn it. It would be great to have somebody to do it for me. Shit. Shit. Definitely. Yeah. Take yeah, we're, yeah. We're holding down full-time jobs too. And yeah. then like, you know, it, you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, we haven't got to the point yet where we can, you know, see the the light at the end of the tunnel and be like, all right, maybe we can make a career out of this. Or, you know, we haven't been approached in that particular manner yet, but at the same time, yet. it's gotten yet. to the point where we got, thousands of followers it's like all right well we have to make sure that our product matches up to the people that are listening yeah because if it if it falters in any way or if it if it, lose if it gets if it gets worse and we're going to lose people so you know trying to find the time to do that and make sure that it looks good and sounds good and all that stuff. Right. I'm sure, oh, wait, I'm sure oh, you know. Oh, oh, by the way, it's not, it's not easy. Yeah, it takes a lot of time. Yeah, but by the way, it's got to be, I mean, part of this and, and really the, 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 the reason that we've gotten, I think, some some level of like growth in, in the way, because we, we enjoy each other's 
uh, you know, conversations. We, we can bullshit. Like we, we, we are funny occasionally, uh, you know, like we, we put together pretty, really Facts. good content. And so like, that's hard enough as it is. Like, not just, like, not just sitting there. We're not just sitting there, like, you know, coming off the dome every single time on all this stuff. We got to do, you know, we got segments, we got, we right. got structured shit. So we got to like, we're throwing scenarios at each other. Like the last scenario we did was, uh, was it was doomsday prepper. You're a doomsday prepper and you got a strange form of OCD and you can only pack three things in your go bag for food, entertainment, and a weapon. And they all have to have the same letter of the, the first letter of the, of the actual thing. So it's like, like, it's not like Kevin's going to just like, all be like, all right, I got it. Bang, bang, bang. Like, you know, it takes right. a lot. You have to figure it out. Right. You know? And we have, the- yeah, we're not, it's the same, same thing you said with the music too. It's just like, you're putting together things cause you care about it. You're not just throwing shit out there no. and be like, all right, that's good enough. That, that's, con- that's just, that's content. You know what I mean? There's no thought behind it. We, we can't do that. We, we don't want to do it that way. No. So, you know, as I'm sure you understand, especially as somebody who's doing everything themselves now, who's learned like, okay, now I know how to do audio engineering. Okay. Now I know how to do visuals. Okay. Now I know how to do ma- master things. And right. you, know, you, you start to grow in that, you know, you'll realize that, you know, while you're doing that, you, you can't sacrifice the other stuff that you were already doing. Right. You know what I mean? So we're like, that's where we're at now is just like, okay, do we, do we give up some of that creative control in order to grow the product? So we got to find somebody that that's on the same, not only on the same wavelength as us, but also has the capability to do what we were already doing and do it better. Right. Exactly. Um, and the other thing just to, just to throw out there, because we're talking about like some of the, the challenges that we have, not, this is about us. This is really about you, but just for fun. The other thing that we have, which is totally our fault and more, mostly mine is we have a topic randomizer that ends up usually fucking me over constantly. So it's like just basically a random topic. And then we have to figure, and, and it's just something that we have to do and talk about. And so that takes a lot of thought and effort too. And man, God, it, it just, it's just continually, I don't know why I'm complaining to you about it. Like you have anything to do with it, but it always fucks me over. It is, it is consistently, it dredges up unpleasant memories. Kevin laughs about it. It's great. <laughs> like there was a time. Yeah, I feel it so heavy, man. It hurt. I feel it heavy. It hurts, man. There was, a time, there was a time that Chris uh, crashed the van that we were uh, carting our fans uh, into a concrete wall when we were leaving CBGB's after a gig there. And Chris crashed the the van into the wall that Jason had rented from his uh, brother-in-law. Now, in fairness, I was on acid. That was not (laughs) acid, right? And and to to Kevin's point, the person that was trying to direct me on where where to turn because you know New York streets, man, they're like tight. Yo, the tightest shit. He was also on acid, so I was taking direction from somebody that was in no condition. To give me any kind of no, no. He was like, "Yeah, you're fine, man." And you're Kirk. <laughs> Y'all went big on big. I was like, uh, uh, no, "I'm G- not fine." Jason was. Yeah, I know. He wasn't happy about it. Needed. You know how Jason is. Yeah. No. Prince. He was <laughs> not pleased. Mm-mm. No, no, no. Oh shit. <laughs> right, so anyway, let's let's properly promote Mister Mister Mr. Alavet here. Close. You do it. You do it bad. You do it bad. I know. So, no problem. That's okay. Um. So we can. You can check out his album Cashland, available on streaming and download. Really anywhere you can get it. Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you go. You can get, you can go and see um him on when he's going back out into the world in July. Do you have a name for your new album yet? Or are you you still pondering? Yeah, it's called uh, Private Party. 
Private Party. Go check out Private Party in July. Go to his link tree, which something, Kevin, we should probably have, a tree of of, of links um, at closed cash. Thanks for explaining what a link tree is. I don't know. (laughs) You just admitted earlier that you're old as fuck. I got a garden now, man. I got a garden. Yes. Oh, it's a link tree. I can pick it off there. Um, Yes. So go to link tree, and that's at closed cash. You can go to uh, Instagram at closed cash. You can go to Facebook at closed cash. Um, You can go to Discord at, um, well, there's a, just go to his link tree because I had to yeah. a whole bunch of numbers on there. So I'm not going to do that. For you. We'll, th- we'll throw all this up <laughs> there. It'll all be you, up man. there. It'll be up there. Bet, 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 bet. But, but go check him. And then obviously when he starts getting his clothes out there, go check him out. And of course, for the love of God, go vote for this man when he runs for mayor. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me. Alivet, we're going to do it for the people, man. We're going to bring it back to the people, man. We need to. Alivet, you have been a fantastic guest. We will have you on again 100%, especially as we're getting closer into July. We'll get you back in here and we'll, we'll promote you properly as you get we'll back on and get that oh, that's album a going. Must, man. So, that's a must. Um, we had a lot of fun. Love you, we love you, dude. Good seeing you. Love well. y'all too, man. Love y'all too, man. This was funny. This was fun. And good night, bang!